Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cadena Ecosystem Office Hours. Let's take a listen. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Cadena Eco's Office Hours. We're excited to update the community on the progress of Cadena Eco and also pumped to talk about the upcoming dev tool improvements. This spaces will also provide the community a chance to answer any questions from grants to hiring and developer experience. All questions are welcome and we'll answer it to the best of our ability. So how we're gonna do this is we're gonna start off by introducing Jaquin and myself. Uh, we'll give a, a Cadeno Eco update. Uh, we'll go through a list of community questions that were asked ahead of time. And then we'll conclude by taking uh, some live questions and answers from the audience. Uh, so feel free uh, to start thinking of questions and, and we'll bring people on stage to ask them. So uh, briefly on myself, my name is Tyler Benster. I'm tech adoption lead here at Cadena Eco. Uh, and uh, I've been working with the Cadena Ecosystem for quite a while now. Um, got started back in 2017 on the investment side um, by investing in Cadena. And uh, most recently in December and January, came on board to uh, actually contribute some of my, my labor to growing the Cadena Ecosystem. And it's been a fantastic ride so far. Uh, we've seen this huge explosion in, in builders coming on the platform. And I've uh, been talking with lots of teams, and we'll, we'll get into more of that in a little bit. Uh, but needless to say, having a great time. And uh, Jaquin, let's bring you up, man. Uh, good to be here. I'm Jaquin. I'm an engineer at uh, Cadena, where I work on uh, developer tooling, things like uh, Chainweaver, uh, Cadena JS, um, Block Explorer. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, answering some questions about uh, Eco and uh, some of our developer experience. Right on. So I think the big question on everyone's mind, Jaquin, is how did our foosball game in Chicago go? Well, I am happy and very proud to announce that I smoked Tyler three games <laughs> to nil. If, wow. if memory serves me correctly. Wow, so. wow, wow. There, there, there might have been a beer or two involved in that, that memory recollection. Uh, what I will say is that Jaquin has requested that I publicly not talk about the first two games. However, I'm <laughs> delighted to say that game three was a tie between Jaquin and I. So we, we ended on a very collaborative note. We, uh, <laughs> yes, we did. That was a blast. That was fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, so briefly on a Cadena Eco update. So uh, just a reminder to folks that Cadena uh, has a you know several arms in um, of activity going on here. So Cadena Eco is the ecosystem arm of Cadena. Uh, so this is a fairly uh, biz dev driven organization. Cadena uh, Eco administers the hundred million dollar grants program. Um, we work directly with builders and are kind of this interface between a community uh, and the core team. Uh, the, the core team of Cadena uh, are the folks uh, that are very an engineering-driven organization. Uh, so this is where, of course, Stuart Popejoy and Will Martino are. Um, and this is the organization that stewards uh, the blockchain technology and platform that 
drives a lot of the development uh, and uh, has been uh, continuing to, to focus on the, the next frontier of technologies to help serve the builders and community. And we're actually really delighted and um, stoked to have Jaquelin now acting as a bit, a bit of a bridge between uh, both Kadena core team and Kadena eco team as he, he serves a role in, on both teams uh, and is starting to become more and more instrumental in terms of taking some of these uh, requests and uh, observations or frustrations or, or challenges that anyone in the community faces us building and then figuring out ways to, with the core team, actually implement solutions uh, to hear those uh, those needs and make sure that we are an organization that's responsive uh, and building the best platform and the best layer one out there. So just a quick reminder about uh, the difference between Kadena Eco and Kadena Core is we see some questions about that. And I would, well, I, I'll just, if I may, ahead. just briefly insert, I would add that um, I, I see Kadena's Core's main focus as uh, we, we like to say below the API. Um, so they, they, they focus on the infrastructure, the core technology, uh, things like packed chain web, chain web data. And then uh, Kadena Eco's job is to improve the experience on top of those tools, uh, tools like uh, Kadena JS maybe, and um, you know, um, uh, our different developer experience tooling um, to improve that uh, for builders in the ecosystem so that builders can then go and, and grow the ecosystem uh, on top of the tools that Core provides. Beautiful. So now to give, and we'll get into Kadena.js uh, a bit more here in, in just a moment, as I know that that's a, a pretty key initiative and those that are building are probably going to keep, be keen to hear about the latest. Uh, so on uh, Kadena Eco side, just want to give a quick uh, blurb on the current state of Kadena Eco. Uh, so Grant Cohort 2 is, is coming along really nicely. Um, we've started inking the first uh, grants as part of that cohort. Um, like the last um, cohort, how this is going to work is we will um, work to with individual projects um, on a case-by-case -case basis to uh, get those grants determined. Uh, those grants will be dispersed. Uh, and then once we have dispersed uh, a number that we, we feel good about, we will collect all those into a cohort to, to be announced. And then we'll start, um, as we've done before, um, this spotlight series with each of these uh, projects uh, and continuing some of the marketing push around uh, for each project, giving them the support at the timing that they want and need in order to catalyze community adoption and to introduce folks and new projects to the Canadian ecosystem. Of course, there's going to be some familiar facers um, in here for those that are Kadena Maxis in the Kadena Army that are uh, closely following updates and engaging with projects as early adopters. Uh, we love you and thank you. So. In terms of some additional momentum on the personnel front, um, we've been really delighted to talk about the recent advisory board addition of Brooke Ricketts, uh, who's going to be the, the first member here joining the uh, advisory board kind of from an external perspective. Um, so Brooke Ricketts um, has a tremendous background um, in growth and growth catalyzing and marketing. Um, and DEI, uh, and has uh, been a multi-billion dollar revenue generator. Uh, and so be sure to check out the, the update um, and the announcement uh, that was written and shared on you know, LinkedIn or, or Medium, wherever you want to check it out. But we're really, really excited to introduce the Kadena Eco Strategic Advisory Board. And you can expect that we'll be bringing on additional highly talented individuals to that in the near future. Jacob, can I turn it over to you to talk a little bit about Kadena.js? 
Yeah, absolutely. So there are definitely a lot of uh, exciting developments going on uh, with, with Cadena JS. Um, uh, so, so late, late, I suspect by the end of uh, next week, we will have a um, new release out, a new NPM release out for Cadena JS. So this is really important as we continue, as it, as it should allow um, builders to start porting their work over from uh, the current Pactlang API to the new uh, Cadena JS, which has uh, a lot more uh, new and exciting features. Um, I believe one of these features that will be part of this release um, is some of you may have seen on Twitter, um, one of our devs. Uh, released a teaser video of what is essentially a packed generator. So what it does is it takes uh, packed code as input and it spits out a set of uh, functions uh, for interacting and calling um, that code, which means we can do things like generate bindings uh, in, in JavaScript to Marmalade, uh, to, to the Marmalade NF or, uh, polyfungible standard. So uh, that's a very exciting thing. Uh, I know that we're gonna be onboarding uh, some uh, two new uh, JavaScript developers uh, pretty pretty soon, so that'll be uh, exciting. We're definitely growing the team, and then um, I, I think the most exciting uh, for me personally um, development that we have is we'll be releasing a new um, server server side uh, uh, event server soon, and um, this is really important because it will allow um, infrastructure and people building on top of infrastructure like Marmalade to have access access to a um, basically a Redis cache that they can subscribe to uh, that will give them uh, event-based updates for the things that they are interested in. And why is this important? This is important because there's been some talk in the community uh, via a KIP actually uh, really recently about um, whether we want to do this computation for things like Marmalade um, on-chain and whether we want to do these queries on-chain or whether we want to have this uh, infrastructure and rely on off-chain infrastructure to um, provide non-essential, so like front-end-based queries uh, to the user. And I, I think um, the way that Marmalade works is that it's set up in a very event-based structure. So having this tooling available to uh, all our builders should, uh, I, I hope, um, make, uh, build, it uh, should help with access, uh, accessing uh, the Marmalade um, sort of repo and, and making it more accessible for builders that want to build uh, front ends on top of it. Fantastic. Yeah, that's going to be really, really cool, really amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, overall, I think today Eco is is revving up the engines and we're continuing to, to pick up speed. Uh, there's been activity on grants. There's some activity happening now on the investment side. Um, I've just been at the Stanford Blockchain of Science Conference, or the Science of Blockchain Conference, rather, at, at Stanford this past week. So if anyone in the community uh, was at that conference, we didn't get a chance to meet, um, feel free to, to drop me a DM on Twitter or drop me a message. If you're still in the area, we'd love to get together. Um, and uh, a lot of uh, activity there in terms of some some projects at Kadena that are that are building, that are, are doing some fundraising. We're kind of seeing some of the first cohort of, of companies, um, partially from the grants program, that are now uh, VC ready and, and starting to uh, get some traction from, from other um, third-party investment sources. So that's tremendously exciting. Uh, and I think the ecosystem is is just growing really, really rapidly. And I know that there's so many projects that have started building in the last uh, you know, three to six months that are going to be shipping code here in the near future. Uh, so I think it's just a really vibrant time. Uh, Jaquin and I, well, rather, I should say Jaquin has been uh, monitoring smart contracts, hitting the the blockchain and something that's been a really amazing phenomenon the past couple of weeks is 
we're starting to see some really amazing high quality code hitting that we have no idea who wrote it, <laughs> which is just a sign that there's been a tremendous amount of organic growth happening where now teams are starting to spring up that, um, you know, we have absolutely, we have, you know, I haven't even met yet. Um, and so I think that's really, really exciting to see kind of the, the ecosystem reaching that, that next level, that next frontier. We're of course here to, to help and collaborate and help accelerate, um, every builder on Kadena. So if you're building on Kadena and, uh, we haven't been in touch yet. Please feel free to reach out directly. We'd, we'd love to chat and uh, to see what we can do for you. Um, but just wanted to highlight for community um, that there's some really, really exciting things happening. And uh, it's always fun to actually look at the blockchain itself to, to see what the latest is. Yeah, and, and, and not only have we seen um, that, that new code that you mentioned, lots of exciting new code, we've, we've seen an increase in the volume of, of contract appointments, exponentially speaking. Um, so that, that's really exciting to see that many people um, all of a sudden sort of uh, coming over and, and building actual contracts on top of us. Right on. So we now are going to switch gears and jump over to some community questions. Uh, and we'll, we'll answer some of these pre-asked community questions that were asked on Twitter. Uh, and giving our shout-outs to the people that ask them. And then after this, we will switch over to taking some live questions. Uh, so, Jaquin, maybe I'll put you on the hot seat first. Um, we have a question from KushikPal underscore KP on Twitter, uh, which is, many people are asking about Ledger. Is there any progress or update that you can tell us? Yep. So we, we cut a release the other day, um, and we, uh, we, we officially submitted our application to Ledger with, um, you know, a good, the entire repo uh, with a demo video, uh, documentation, um, and we are in a chat, a private chat uh, with, with Ledger now that you know that we've submitted. And um, I, I imagine that we'll, uh, we'll be in the, their queue for a bit. And, um, and, and we should see, uh, we're looking to hear back from them um, soon. So um, I imagine we'll see Ledger on Ledger Live uh, shortly. Awesome. So that's obviously great news. Um, sounds like the ball is now in Ledger's court. Um, you know, Ledger has a very thorough review process, as I understand it. Um, but uh, certainly, uh, I know that uh, the enthusiasm of the community for that Ledger support is is probably meaningful to them in terms of prioritizing different different things. So um, always always good to to see folks excited about Kadena and excited about Ledger. So um, uh, we'll be really exciting to see. Um, as we drive towards uh, deployment there and navigate Ledger's process to make sure that we have a, a very robust, reliable, and secure implementation. Got, a, got another one for you, Jaquin. Uh, this is from uh, Paul03 oh, okay. on Twitter. Are there any updates on Marmalade? Yeah, absolutely. This is something I've been working a lot on uh, myself lately. Um, we are working on a, uh, a demo policy that uh, will hopefully at least shed a light on um, some of the different features that Marmalades offers. And um, hopefully people will be able to take it and use it to build collections. Because I think we noticed that that is probably one of the biggest use cases we're seeing in the Kodena ecosystem for NFTs right now is uh, these, these massive you know, uh, collections. And, and um, I think there was some confusion about how one might go about building them on top of Marmalade. So we're, we're going to have a uh, demo. We've been working with a, a number of uh, community projects and soliciting feedback from them. And then um, uh, in the near future, we're going to we're going to uh, put this up on the uh, Marmalade repo. And um, we'd love to hear feedback from all the different uh, NFT builder community um, as to how we can work 
and, and, and what features are required uh, to add to this demo so that we can standardize it and, and get, all on the, get everyone on the same standard as far as policies go. Um, we also had uh, I, I updated about the SSE uh, server, which, which will make um, building experiences for Marmalade much easier. So I'm excited about that. And then um, I imagine that we'll have a, uh, we'll be making some smaller, but, but I, I think pretty important changes uh, to Marmalade, um, the actual polyfungible implementation in the future as well. So we are working on uh, how we can make that more modular and um, make it more customizable than it already is. Awesome. I'm feeling left out. You got one for me? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's see. I think um, from Kay Lewski on Twitter, when will we see more community projects launching on Marmalade? Let's keep ah, I love that when Marmalade will continue to be a meme <laughs> for, for months to come. So this is something that's uh, an active part of, of some of the grant discussions. Um, there's, there's several, uh, there's at least uh, one or two projects that have been early NFT projects on Kadena that um, have their own smart contract that as part of a grant um, are going to um, be moving the mint um, and moving some of those smart contracts over to Marmalade, um, as well as new projects that you know haven't minted yet that are building on Marmalade from, from day one. Uh, so I think that that's an area that's um, obviously being worked on. And then finally, I think the community projects that are you know, folks that are building out marketplaces for Marmalade and driving forward an easy user experience in order to make minting, you know, a three click or, well, maybe it's three click and a bunch of keyboard strokes, but uh, a, a rather seamless um, process where, you know, basically you just need to be able to have the, the artwork or um, have uh, some, some minimal, um, you know, extra work in place besides sort of the, the core things that NFT is, is representing uh, and, and make that a seamless process to launch on Marmalade. So I think that some of that tooling that's being developed by community uh, will also help facilitate the number of projects that are actually deploying with and, and on Marmalade. So I think uh, we, we're going to see a lot, um, a lot happening there. Um, so that's, that's very exciting. Okay, let me find another one for you. Uh, Mr. Metcalf on Twitter asks, can you give us any hints as to what Cohort 2 is going to look like for Kadena Eco? Yeah, great, great question. So uh, for the first cohort, there's a heavy focus on infrastructure. And we define that both as core DeFi infrastructure um, in the case of uh, looking at, uh, you know, whether it's DEXs or lending or bridges or stablecoin. Uh, and I think cohort two will include some additional uh, grants that are in infrastructure. Uh, it's also going to include some projects that are a little bit more blue sky. So. Um, we're looking at a number of folks that are building and actually have demos of, of novel applications that uh, haven't been seen on other blockchains yet. And I think that these are going to be some interesting ones. We'll have at least a, a couple um, projects that uh, are working on some, some pretty cool, pretty new, um, including at least one that you know, has not been publicly discussed anywhere as far as I've seen on, on Twitter or Discord or Telegram. Uh, so I think there's some, this is something I've been really amazed at over the last few weeks has been um, the, the quality of some of these meetings with um, potential grantees has been really, really high. Uh, we've, we've seen folks that are, are coming in and, and, and having more than just a seedling of an idea. Um, you know, some folks have a, a white paper, some folks have a, a literal demo application that's running on testnet. Uh, and I think that we're 
increasingly excited about some of these these visions that that people have for what they can build and what they can work on uh, and how they can drive users that are interacting with the blockchain on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. So cohort two, I think we're going to continue some of the the theme of saying, you know, where are the missing pieces um, in our ecosystem that uh, every layer one ought to have? And additionally, uh, we're also starting to look at where are the unique opportunities that things, technologies like Marmalade enable, that technologies like Chainweb enable um, to, to drive uh, use cases and adoption uh, on Kadena. And so I think we're, we're pretty excited. And, and you know, as, as uh, Mr. Metcalf knows, we, we try and be responsive to the community. So you know, if, if there are projects that you want to drive um, additional attention to, um, you know, we're always happy to see community voicing uh, where they're most excited about. Um, as excitement community is part of what helps me get excited about projects and, um, you know, also get excited about projects based on their pure technical merit. So if you're a project that's applying for a grant and you, you, you aren't public yet about what you're doing, maybe it's part of your strategic, um, your approach, um, that's totally fine too. Um, you know, feel free to, to show your, your level of expertise and engagement by, you know, being a good citizen, uh, interacting with technical questions on Stack Overflow or in the builders chat. Or you know, interacting with Kadena Eco uh, in manners that that show that you're thoughtful uh, and engaged, um, and it's always fine to to follow up um, with questions or to to follow up to um, with updates about progress. Now, this is something that we we sometimes will see too. That um, there's often teams that come in and uh, for one reason or another, we think they're a really good or interesting team, um, but there's still some uncertainty or question marks, whether it's regulatory risk or uncertainty around technical in-house capabilities or uh, engineering uh, experience. And the thing that we like, like to do in these cases is to track a project and follow their progress. And so if you are kind of in that category, um, showing momentum around technical progress and you know, sharing a GitHub repo with us so we can see you know, the code you're committing or, or something along these lines, there's, there's a bunch of ways to help build uh, credibility and, and to help uh, give us comfort in terms of going after and supporting more blue sky projects. Uh, so I think cohort two is going to be a mix of core infrastructure, some blue sky, uh, and some, some odds and ends in between. But it's shaping up to be a really, really exciting cohort. All right, Jake, when I got one for you, man. Is the Block Explorer getting an update from Mario410 on Twitter? Someone's been paying attention to uh, to the Cadena JS uh, pull requests. So uh, yes, um, some of you may have noticed that there was a, uh, a pull request recently that we accepted for a new Block Explorer. Um, it will have uh, much of the functionality of, of the current one, um, but it um, has a, has a new, I guess, skinning. So it, it looks it looks very different. And then um, and then uh, we are going to be um, soliciting and, and open to uh, pull requests from the community because it has been rewritten. The, the current block explorer was actually written in Haskell uh, entirely, the front end and the back end. And this new one uh, is a written in a much more uh, dev, I, I guess, um, popular language, TypeScript. And um, it will also be making use of the current Cadena.js library that we uh, recently put out. So uh, if you have some um, suggestions or features that you'd like to add to the Block Explorer and get added, uh, and you're a developer or a builder, uh, definitely feel free to um, make some contributions. And we'd totally love to take a look at them. 
Fantastic. Always great to see uh, more uh, ecosystem and community projects uh, drive forward uh, utility and usability on Kadena. So we've got a, another question so, for you. Oh, oh, did you oh okay. Sure. No, 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 no. Um, I was going to ask you a question. But oh, free. Hit me. Ah, I'm going to jump right in. This is from George P. from Discord. Many developers are wondering about the numbers to expect for gas increases for format in tri-functions. As you know, these gas units are up today. Yes. So we recently um, released Pact 4.4, uh, or at least uh, released it on the newest version of Chainlet. Um, and, and this has some exciting changes, um, such as um, na uh, namespaced key sets, uh, which sort of sets the foundation for a principle-based uh, key set, or uh, yeah, principle-based namespaces. Um, so that's super exciting, because I know a lot of you have been asking about that. And then um, we also had to adjust our gas model a bit, um, specifically the try and format uh, functions. We, we realized were mispriced. And when something uh, is mispriced, uh, it can have um, potentially um, negative effects on, on, on things such as network health. So I think it's good that we've uh, priced them appropriately. Um, this has resulted in, in certain functions, um, such as the coin uh, transfer functions, uh, increasing in gas. Um, I think uh, certain, I, I, I want to say, uh, transfer has gas limits gone from maybe 600 to 2300. So, uh, some, so uh, wallets and, and uh, exchanges will have to make some adjustments if they haven't already. I, I believe that most projects um, let the user set the gas prices as well. So um, if, if, if that's an issue, um, users should be able to uh, set their own and, and pick their own speed. So um, I think those are the biggest things to cover in, in the PAC 4.4 release. Yep. And then Tyler, I have a question for you. Um, Maybe. Yeah, so um, are there things from, from Jake's two, um, are there things that are not on the roadmap oh, that you can talk about? Can you, can you give us any alpha? Can I tell them about the secret roadmap or am I not, am I not supposed to reveal Ooh, that? I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we definitely have things that are in, in the burner that are not on the roadmap. Um, so I think there's a, a number of categories that, that folks uh, maybe have some intuition that are important, right? So everything from oracles and mobile wallets um, to, you know, all, all sorts of pieces that uh, you probably are seeing questions being asked about or, or people asking when question mark. Uh, you know, we, we monitor community, we, we monitor the ecosystem and, you know, actively look to, to help accelerate the development of people working on some of the, the any missing pieces or of core infrastructure or of core ecosystem things. Uh, so on the roadmap, there's uh, efforts going on in those spaces, um, and there's efforts going on in, in some other even more secret spaces. So we'll, we'll just hint at that for now. All right. Well, let's uh, go for a couple more questions that are kind of themed with what the uh, community's been asking, and then we'll, we'll bring over some, some live questions. So in the meantime, uh, if you are in the audience and you do have a live question, please feel free to request Mike. Um, and we'll we'll get to them starting in in a few minutes. But for now, feel free to request Mike, and that way we have a queue of, of folks, and then we'll switch over to some live questions. So, uh, Jake, I guess this is a question for for both of us, but maybe we'll pass it to you first. Uh, what trends do you see with ecosystems today? Wow, say uh, that's a good question. Um, hmm, I definitely would. Okay, what I, what I I have noticed a lot. 
Um, there have definitely been a lot of uh, different cases of really bad hacks. And I think that uh, the community or the broader blockchain ecosystem is definitely still working out um, what the user experience looks like. Um, I think that this is about tooling. Um, I think the tooling available for developers right now on uh, various ecosystems, uh, the level needs to definitely increase and become much easier to use still. Um, I think we have a particular advantage with, with uh, Pact. I think it's much more flexible than anything else out there um, in terms of preventing these bugs. It has things like built-in formal verification, um, you know, uh, multi-step transactions that you don't have to bend over backwards to use like you might uh, in other ecosystems. Um, so there is definitely this trend towards, um, you know, building better tooling uh, to prevent this uh, sort of, um, to, to prevent uh, these sort of hacks from happening and, and to, to uh, better the user experience. How about, how about you, Tyler? What, what, what do you think are the uh, biggest trends that you're noticing working at Ebuild? Ooh, that's always, uh, always a fun one. So I think that we're seeing more and more projects that are starting to, to actually think about um, the users first, as opposed to thinking about the users as an afterthought. Um, so this could be anything from, you know, activity in uh, gaming to decentralized Web3 projects. Um, I think that more people are starting to think about what are use cases for blockchain that are sort of difficult to imagine um, in the physical world or in the uh, non-blockchain digital world. So I think this looks particularly like innovation around NFTs, um, thinking about permission to access, thinking about how uh, digital tokens that can actually represent capabilities or privileges or governance rights. Um, I've you know seen on the academic side, there's definitely lots of conversations around um, GK snarks, um, which is something that we've we've talked a little bit about here in the. Kadena uh, YouTube AMAs, I believe, um, past AMA. So check that out if you haven't yet. That's something that's being worked on the Kadena ecosystem as well. Um, but I think it's uh, really a vibrant time where we're, I think, seeing less of an emphasis on, on meme coins per se and more of an emphasis on projects that are uh, building nuts and bolts, fundamental uh, types of projects that could be used by people on a, a daily, a weekly basis. Right on. Um, so let, let's maybe do one. Uh, I have one more question for you, and then maybe we can look at uh, accepting some questions from the audience. But uh, what can the mainstream expect to see in 5, 10, 15 years in Web3, Metaverse, NFTs, gaming, and DeFi? Ooh, okay, let's go. 5, 10, 20 years. Oh, my God. Okay, well, five years, I feel like maybe I can give an answer that might resemble the future. Um, I think in five years, we will see NFTs and crypto DeFi as behind the scenes enabling infrastructure for metaverse projects, for gaming projects. But I don't know that the average user will need to be even aware that things are happening on the blockchain. So it's like if you go on, Twitter today and listen to us, you might know that Amazon Web Services is actually serving the requests. You might not. In either case, you probably don't particularly care that it's Amazon Web Services and not Google Cloud. 
so on some level, it becomes about the experience, the user experience that's being enabled by the underlying technology. And the underlying technology, the magic, the mystique, the mystery kind of fades away. And that's a good thing. It's good when infrastructure becomes so ubiquitous that it's not seen as like this really, really sexy cutting edge thing. And so I think that's what we will see in five years is we'll start to see um, blockchain and Kadena used in cases where it just freaking works and you're hitting it and using it on a daily basis. And you don't particularly care or need to know um, what's happening behind the scenes. And that, uh, how those requests and how that uh, information is being processed um, might be very interesting to people that are technically minded, that have been in crypto for a while, that are following the growth of different ecosystems. Um, but for your everyday user, it's just going to be seamless. So that's kind of my five-year vision. 10 years and 20 years, I think <laughs> 10 is already notoriously hard to predict. Um, but in in 10 years, God, you know what? I don't even know if I have an answer for 10 and 20 years. I think it's almost impossible to, to predict more than five. Yeah, I definitely agree. Although um, I was recently reading the uh, introduction of this this new book from, I, th I think he's the former CTO of, of Coinbase, Bajali, uh, I don't remember his last name, called The Network State, though, where he talks about um, sort of these... Uh, DAO-based countries, uh, government systems that sort of uh, take over um, these geographical uh, sort of countries as the main form of government. So I don't know, who knows, maybe we'll be that into the metaverse by then. And, that, and that's how things will run 10, 20 years down the line. It'll be exciting to see, though. Hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. I mean, I, I wonder on the sort of the 10-year 10 10 vision, at least, that at the very least for digital sovereignty, uh, one could imagine that as digital real estate, as spaces online become more and more important, God help us if it's another pandemic, uh, <laughs> then you can imagine that uh, that digital sovereignty becomes all the more critical. And the idea of a DAO running you know, digital sovereignty over in a very important space, like Twitter, for example, you look at the, the absolute mess that governance is for Twitter today, what with this fight with Elon Musk and uh, this uncertainty over future governance models and over censorship and censorship resistance. Um, these are areas where uh, maybe the, the chaos, the mayhem, the beauty of a DAO could potentially offer an alternative approach. Um, that'd be pretty cool to see com a community crypto effort to buy out Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if we're there yet, but uh, one can dream. <laughs> yes, certainly. All right, let's uh, bring some up on the stage. Hey, uh, Onassis XBT, Onassis Meme King. We got you on the stage here. Feel free to ask a question. Yeah, my question is probably, and I've seen it around a couple of other chains, look, saying, you know, what leads to kind of developer adoption? Um, obviously, we're on the chain web wallet, you can do it and you can deploy contracts through it. Um, is there anything on the roadmap for a web-based ID similar to what kind of remix is for Ethereum? Because if I'm honest, if I, I would say 99%, of deployments on you know ethereum or evm based blockchains happen through something like remix definitely um so we we have the chain weaver uh, ide which is a web-based ide for deployment um there's definitely lots of uh lots of different things that we can do uh to to improve that experience that we're looking at um now and then we also um i think we need to get the foundation of, of cadena js and 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 do uh you know um, build out some of our, our javascript tooling first and then we can uh 
hopefully hand that over to the community and the community can uh, use the tools that we've developed uh, to build something of that sort. Jacob, what's the URL for the Chainweaver wallet online for those that don't know? Yes, it's HTTPS colon slash slash Chainweaver.cadena.network. Right on. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, there's an editor built in and... Um, I don't know if it's on the browser. I was talking about this actually earlier today, but I know that the, the, the native version has uh, our, our formal verification tooling built in. So it actually comes fully, fully packaged with uh, Z3, which, which is super exciting. Okay, so this, okay, so you would actually have to, okay, so you would actually have to import your wallet into the web IDE. It's not like you connect. The, the wallet, so, so you, you, need, you need KDA to deploy. Um, and, and at the moment, yes, the, um, the, the IDE and the tooling for deploying is built in uh, to the same tool as the wallet. We have discussed uh, bringing it out. And I think once we get these Wallet Connect changes on board, that, that's something that's much more realistic. Yeah, and okay. also you can, of course, uh, you can develop. And if you most development is happening on testnet. So if you want to sort of just get started here, um, you know, using that experience, you can make a new wallet. Um, doesn't need to have any KDA in it. And then you can go to the, the faucet and get some coins and you can deploy contracts onto to test that just from the, within the browser itself. <coughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> no worries. Uh, well, uh, you have the mic. I know. Yeah, please feel free to ask a question. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, that's probably too broad of a question for us to, to handle existentially, but I'll take a stab at it. I think uh, we're, we're all just uh, finding our way, finding our internal motivations and getting food and getting shelter. And some of us uh, have a little more resources, most of us here on Twitter, and uh, we get to spend some time electricity on blockchain and trying to figure out ways to decentralize power and control into an ecosystem where there's more innovation and uh, higher ability to pursue new projects without regard to traditional gatekeepers and capital markets. All right, we'll take the next one. Hey, uh, Deep uh, Balbo, I wanna take the mic. Uh, hi there, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, great. Um, thanks a lot for taking my question. Um, apologies, this question might be a bit far-fetched in terms of um, you know, where we are in the future. But, um, you know, I believe Cadena is being positioned as a blockchain that is infinitely scalable through braided chain. And currently, you know, there's 20 chains um, which have been configured. You know, I read how it would be capable to, you know, potentially settle things like the New York Stock Exchange that has 9 million trades plus per day. And I, my question is like, you know, how far are we away from such a mass scale adoption? And what would be the steps required for Kadena to actually make something like that tangible? As in, like, you know, how many chains could be potentially needed? Can this happen just through layer one, or does it need something like Kuro? And what other things potentially would need to be in place in until we can have some such, like, industry-scale solution? I think it's a great question. Maybe I'll, I'll take a stab initially, and Jake, if you want to chime in with uh, more of the technical perspective and, inside. So I think... Um, Fascinating question. So, so first of all, in terms of just transaction throughput, you know, we often think about each of Cadena's chains as being 
uh, equivalent roughly to kind of an Ethereum 1, Ethereum Classic in terms of throughput. So 10 chains, about 10 times the throughput of Ethereum, 20 chains, about 20 times the throughput of Ethereum. So, you know, 50, 1,000, 10,000 uh, gives you some sense of the scaling there. Um, so I think that on, on some level, uh, once we have the transaction volume to motivate, um, you know, jumping over to, to 50 chains, um, that would be a, a fairly quick switch. Um, and however, when you start thinking about going to 1,000 chains or 10,000 chains, um, you have to start thinking a little bit more about um, all the other bottlenecks along the way. Um, so, for example, the APIs that are serving, um, you know, querying the blockchain itself, um, starting to distribute those across nodes that are acting as a node just for individual chains or a small group of chains as opposed to uh, a single node that's sort of serving requests for all the chains. Um, there becomes some additional load balancing that'll have to be done. So there's definitely sort of going to be some scaling um, pains in development that will have to happen. But the, the point is, is because there's this braided architecture that Kadena ultimately is going to scale much like we see Google and other large companies scale, which is like, whereas in Solana, you see the scaling happening by individual nodes and computers getting increasingly crazy powerful, requiring you know, hundreds of gigabytes of RAM or dozens of CPUs, um, the case of Kadena will scale horizontally um, and, you know, be able to scale sort of off of um, many computers uh, horizontally as opposed to growing um, vertically by the strength of individual nodes. Um, so in terms of, you know, settling something like the, like a stock exchange, um, I do think that uh, you'd have to imagine some kind of, of a roll-up or some kind of, of way of bridging the, the time spans here. Um, so tick-based trading platforms that are doing a traditional order book are, are actually dealing with timestamps in nanoseconds. Um, and in order to actually uh, do the matching, given sort of the, the high-frequency trading model that is being used, um, one would definitely have to use a, a, a layer two like Kuro in order to do that. However, I would say that DeFi and DEXs have described, described new ways of making capital markets efficient that aren't requiring uh, basing uh, the priority on the you know, nanosecond timestamp in which the request was sent to a server. Um, so one can, for example, prioritize based on gas fees or other mechanisms and do trades that are you know, coming in on the order of seconds or minutes. Um, and so I do think that if one were to imagine, you know, selling the NYSE through CADEX or through a DEX or, or through sort of a, a new kind of blockchain style DEX that was being implemented, then that would be something that could be done on a layer one level. Um, and so I think this is going to be sort of a push pull. And there's a lot of both economics research and blockchain research going into, you know, what are, how should capital markets operate? You know, I personally am of the belief that the current model of high frequency traders with their you know multi million dollar engineering resources and um, you know special fiber optic hookups to the trading exchanges themselves like have an extraordinarily unfair advantage over you and I who might be retail investors and so I actually tend to think that kind of like the dex based solutions that would be compatible with Kadana's layer one are going to be ones that are a fairer um, way to run financial markets in general um, so that's my bias. Um, but of course, there's going to be others that would argue that kind of the order book based mechanism is superior and, and that maybe you do need a, a layer two to do that. So 
Uh, nuanced answer, I suppose, and maybe Jacob has some other embellishment to add, but I think it's a really, really great question. Thanks for asking it. Yeah, I think you nailed it, although I will add that I, I believe settlement is a, a different different idea from execution. I believe the New York Stock Exchange takes three days to settle the trades. Um, I, I believe that that's a, a volume that we could handle as is right now. Um, execution, though, as, as you mentioned, um, requires a much more significant speed um, on the order of nanoseconds or milliseconds. Uh, so uh, that, that would probably require uh, an L2. Oh, great. So you could basically, today, you could basically settle on Kadena and you just have other infrastructure for the execution. And so that would be... Yep. Thanks for clarifying that. That makes a lot of sense. Do we have any other... Uh... Yeah, I think we have... Uh, so, oh, I think Action CEO, you just asked a question. Uh, going on, guys? Yeah, I'm here. So um, much like the other person, um, I don't know much of what's going on half of the time, but I'm glad the last person asked about Layer 2 because actually, Really, um, I mean, I want to see Kadena grow out. And the way you just talked about Coral and the Layer 2 solution here is that you need to see the transactional um, strength come first. That can kind of... So, sense for the Layer 2, like, without having that available so people can... regards to Fees like Gosh, CADEX, I'm so is... sorry. I'm having a pretty hard time hearing you. We're losing about every other word. Um, but if you are able to ask the question concisely, we might ask you to repeat it once or twice, but I think we'll be able to get it. I can't seem to hear anything. Yeah, hey, I'm I back, guys. Sorry, but no. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, no, I had to switch Wi-Fi. So yeah, sorry about that. That's what happens when you... So you live on a farm, basically. Yeah, multiple no spots all over the all over the place. So what I was saying is that I completely get what you're saying in regards to, you know, you want to have people need something before you spend the time and money to actually build that infrastructure. But for certain applications to, you know, come to fruition, Kuro is kind of a necessity. And although I understand what you're saying, that you can prioritize things in different ways, like CADEX, um, you know, based on gas fees, for example, that's the, like, I mean, I, I had a conversation with CADEX CEO and his words, not mine. It's impossible to prevent front running. And I agree with that without a layer two solution. And yeah, you know, multi-million dollar advantage that are hooked up to fiber directly to whatever needed to be hooked up to is, is kind of a, a, a thing that happens on the stock exchange. But if we're able to create a decentralized, um, fully decentralized DEX, that can prevent front running and all these other things. I mean, I, in my opinion, wouldn't that make Kadena like just blow up? So why wait until there's volume to build? Yeah, great question. So first of all, there are ways to to do this, um, including on Kadena today, to to make a dex that uh, prevents um, minor extractable value. Um, this is actually a really hot topic at the the Science of Blockchain conference here at Stanford over the last uh, several days. Um, that there's a number of cryptographic solutions to basically um, allowing uh, no one to see actual individual trades that are happening, but rather to see just the the aggregate flow of trades that occur only once the block has fully settled. Uh, there's ways to do this, for example, with snarks. Um, so I guess what I would say is that there are there are sort of new math and new um, cryptographic approaches to implementing a DEX that does not have minor extractable value. Um, to my knowledge, um, I don't think any of these projects are live yet on any blockchain ecosystem. Um, I could be wrong, but
But I guess I would I would highlight that, you know, DEXs, we have to remember, are a relatively new contraption. If you can compare it to the stock exchange that has traditionally been run um, with order books that have been around for, you know, a century, um, DEXs are really in their infancy. And so the technical approaches for how to do this are always increasing and improving. So I'm actually sort of a big believer that um, one can have, you know, Uniswap style or CADEX style or ASWAP style DEXs that would prevent minor extractable value and that it just requires some clever cryptography to do it. You know, just being uh, <laughs> the operative word here. That's not to say that it's easy. Um, but you are right that, you know, a layer two is an alternate way to, to do this. Um, and, uh, you know, I think there's, there's probably validity in, in, in both approaches. And this is why I'm so excited about the, uh, the ZK primitives that, that Electron is building out. Um, we talk about L2s. I mean, that'll be, uh, that, that'll be some really, really great stuff and, and should hit on some of the stuff that you mentioned. So. Sorry for a little follow-up. Is there any time frame around Coral? Um, so it's something that we, we, uh, we took a look at. Um, there is not a definitive uh, time frame right now. Um, I don't think it would take too much effort to, uh, I mean, it, it, first of all, it works as is right now. You can use it. It's just not up. The, the version of Pact has not been upgraded to be on parity with uh, Chainweb, but it's still on a relatively newish version of Pact. So it definitely is usable. I made sure that the build worked uh, the other day with, with Emily. Um, I'm getting it up to date. Um, I, I don't know how, uh, wouldn't be too much effort, but I, I think we can, uh, we're, we're working on, um, we're more focused on this other uh, L2 solution via via Electron. All right, Kadena Lifestyle NFTs. Please go ahead and ask your question. Hey guys, how's it going? Can you guys hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Cool. Um, well, it's a it's a quirky question, um, and I wonder. I was wondering how you guys feel about it. Um, basically, I was wondering, you know, for me, you know, looking at this technology and and being in it, I'm a Kadena maximalist. Um, I was wondering, how, how do you guys feel about the idea that this technology, as it gets more implemented, and uh, you know, we have to remove the Wild West aspect of it, I can easily envision in 10 years or 15 years, kind of a one world governing entity to control it or to, uh, to attempt to regulate it. I was wondering how you guys feel about that, because that's kind of scary to me. <laughs> I think Kadena is actually one of the solutions to that. But I was wondering, just in the quirky, imaginative space, how do you guys feel about, uh, you, you guys think that, that this technology can lead to something like that? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll say that I probably share your emotional reaction, is, which is, you know, as you voice that, I feel pretty not great. <laughs> so uh, certainly, um, we, I think, believe in the crypto and blockchain and Kadena worlds that no one entity should be able to control or censor or otherwise um, command uh, the blockchain uh, or prevent transactions or only allow and permit transactions that they approve of. So yeah, that'd be like a pretty terrifying future. Um, I do think that the proof of work itself is a huge safeguard against this, right? So, you know, think about if you are, I don't know, if you are at the Singapore Sovereign Wealth Fund, and you command some $700, $800 billion of, of capital, or you work at you know, Aramco, or you know, the Saudi, uh, or if you wanna, or you work at um, Chile or Argentina, or some of these, these countries that have you know, singular funds that have you know, massive capital that is controlled by very centralized authorities, 
um, yeah, those entities today could go attack a $10 billion, $50 billion proof of stake network and literally own the network in perpetuity and it would be over. Um, versus proof of work, yeah, if you went and you got a bunch of ASICs um, or rented a bunch of ASICs and attacked a network, you might be able to control it for some period of time. But there's still an opportunity and a chance, even if you control the network with more than 50% of the hash rate for you know, a day, a week, a month for community to, to rally and to fight back. Like there's a technical approach to reclaim the network. Um, and I think that's uh, how I would kind of view this lens, right? That if there was like an attack on the Kadena network tomorrow and many of us were impacted, like I might freaking go to each of my computers and spin up mining clients and, you know, add hash rate and other people in community could do something similar. Uh, so I think the, the point here that I'm trying to make is that uh, proof of work, I think, has much higher censorship resistance. Um, now, it, it is tough in the early days, right? So you look at Bitcoin and there's been some great academic work done that shows that in the early days of Bitcoin for the first maybe three or four years, there were points in Bitcoin as a protocol where an individual actor could have executed a 51% attack or they, that an individual actor um, was able to mine two blocks in a row. Um, you know, with, with some regularity. And, you know, that is scary. But and I think in the case of Bitcoin, the reason why there was no attack that ever happened in this regard is due to um, two factors. One is the game theoretic, and the other is the mechanism I just described. So the game theoretic one is that an early actor that did that would compromise the value of the network and thereby compromise the value of the coins that they themselves possessed. And so they have an economic disincentive against doing that kind of attack. And the second mechanism is that if they did do such an attack, it could potentially be reversed by community rallying to fight it. Um, and so as a result, proof of work seems to be fairly robust against this kind of control. Um, I also would be remiss if I didn't highlight solo mining as you know the tantalizing possibility in future that could put a, uh, an end to all of these discussions, right? Where if you have miners that are solo mining instead of going to pools per se, um, then it becomes much harder to corral enough mining power to actually execute one of these attacks versus just going to the mining pool and kind of using a bribing mechanism there to try and do something. I think it's a great question. And I think it's something that we'll continue to have to refine. But I think the good news is that proof of work gives us a, the safest foundation uh, against preventing that future. Whereas in proof of stake, um, some with a lot of capital could perpetually own the network uh, just by acquiring enough coins and then staking them and, and basically running validation forever. All right. I think we're, we're coming up to the top of the hour here. Uh, so maybe this would be a, a good time to, to wrap up here. Uh, Jacqueline, do you have any parting thoughts before we... It's been fantastic uh, answering, answering these questions and uh, looking forward to see, uh, seeing what the community builds. Yeah, I would just echo, wanted to thank everyone uh, here for asking great questions. Um, you know, I think the community engagement is what makes us so excited here. And, and just looking at the audience, you know, seeing all the fantastic projects, you know, everyone from, um, we have Mock here. Uh, of course, we had just Kadena Life NFT sales. We have Logo Finance in the house. We have KDA Mining Club. Uh, we have Terra Spaces recording these and, and uploading them online. See some container whales. I think I see some Kongs. Um, just an incredible array. We see some kitty cads. Um, it's just awesome seeing this community be so vibrant and engaged. And we love all of you. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Kadena Ecosystem Office Hours Space. 
recorded on Friday, September 2nd, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money, looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods, amazed to play Inception, the base state blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, these sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent each time someone listens to one of their tracks, leaving only some portion of that for the actual how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog like a fake mate and called at the zoo it's looking like the view is getting disappointed too i'm working on the new shit trying to produce it. it's what i'm willing to go through when i'm making my music Spaces.